Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be talking about the final season of Atlanta, season four, and a little bit of season three because we never talked about that either. Um, But first, we have a lot of TV news. Um, Jordan, what are you excited about as far as the news goes <laughs> extra extra read all about it <laughs> um, listen all about it they um announced the cast i think we knew some of these people but now we know more people for the a new star wars disney plus series called the acolyte and the cast is very exciting it's amanda stenberg lee jung jay from squid game manny jacinto from the good place um and just like notoriously hottest person in all one of the hottest people <laughs> ever <laughs> um jody turner smith um charlie barnett from um russian doll it's very interesting and carrie ann moss from the matrix it's just a lot of very cool interesting people and um I don't know. I just feel like the Star Wars series are exciting and unique and um, I'm very intrigued and I don't really know what this one's even about. So just along for the ride. Love it. Um, Not to spoil it for all the listeners, but next week we're going to be on a Thanksgiving hiatus and then the next week we're going to be back talking about Andor and the people are loving it. I haven't watched it yet. Jordan has been, but everybody's loving it. And this, I feel like the Star Wars prequels, there have been some lower quality ones, I think, but I'm ex- always excited when I hear about another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andor, um, I'm, I think it's probably my favorite Disney plus series so far. Trying to think of one Big I'd like better. statements right here. But it's just like, it's just kind of on another level compared to the others yeah. you know can't wait to hear your thoughts on a full podcast and you too when i, I hope it hasn't been overhyped <laughs> i'm i am a little bit worried about that too so that should be interesting um speaking of overhyped <laughs> i could not be more excited about this news i haven't been able to stop thinking about it since it was announced everyone's favorite instagram darling benny drama has a comedy coming out on Amazon um, and he's going to star in it and Charlie XCX is doing the music it's just like too good to be true and I like can't even imagine what this is going to be like it's also being produced by A24 so it's Mm -hmm. just like so many things Um, and it revolves around an Idaho football player named Benny as he struggles to accept his sexuality in college, finding himself overcompensating as he tries to convince himself of something he's not. It just sounds so special and cute and I cannot wait. I know it's going to be amazing. I couldn't be happier for him. Did you think it's (laughs) overhyped? Is that why you said that? (laughs) No, I'm just like, I might be overhyping it myself in my head because I truly am so excited. <laughs> Not possible. Also, it must be said, Taylor has met him. So I did meet him in his hometown of Boise, Idaho. At, and to, in, in preparation for a Charlie XCX concert. 
Yes, I saw them together in Idaho. Oh my gosh, that is so wild. Wow. I wish so, you yeah, were like secretly like... going to be an extra in the show. <laughs> wow. Maybe they were filming me all along. Idaho college student. <laughs> it was really special because, I mean, I'm going to share this. Op- I'm going to take this opportunity to share this moment because it was so cute and special. Benny Drama was just like sitting there all by himself waiting for Charlie to like go to dinner at the same place that we were going to dinner before the Charlie XCX concert. <laughs> and he had this little tiny like Sephora bag that apparently his mom had like bought a little gift for Charlie and he was giving it to her. Anyway, <laughs> he was like the nicest ever and I'm just so obsessed with him. So, wow. Thank you for putting that connection together. No one deserves major fame more than him. No. Basically. He deserves every every award yeah. and fame and accolade. Yes, exactly. Well, I laughed when you said, speaking of overhyped, because I thought you were going to bring up um, the trailer dropped for the new Knives Out movie. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> no, I but didn't watch it. Did you? To be fair, yeah. I actually enjoyed the trailer. I thought it was interesting. Um, it's more like... They're all on at this resort and a murder happens and it has to be someone like one of these guests, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a murder mystery. Like, I really like that style of murder mystery. So I, I'm for sure going to give it an honest chance because even though I think I mean, speaking of, of literally overhyping things, I think that was part of part of my problem with Knives Out. You know, like I heard too much mm-hmm. before I saw it myself, but I'm really intrigued by the trailer so i'll watch it great i think that i feel if i remember right it's like dropping in theaters for a couple of weeks first before going on netflix yeah so the question is are you gonna go to the theater to see it or wait well now that i have my regal pass i'm already paying for it but i don't know i'll wait to see what people say but yeah this this tweet from netflix says it's going to theaters november 23rd and then not gonna be on netflix until december 23rd Oh, wow. Yeah. So see it in theaters for Thanksgiving or wait and watch it at home for Christmas. You choose. Mm -hmm. Watching at home sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) They're making a Hulu series um, based off a podcast, which what isn't based off of a something, you know, we've talked about before. But um, this one is based off the podcast Twin Flames, which I ate up in like one day I was obsessed with it and love it so much and so they're developing it into a Hulu series and Mandy Moore is executive producing and starring in the series so I'm excited to see how she does post this is us what is it about I've never heard of that podcast it is about the this kind of religious cult uh group who basically like says you have this like you have a twin flame and you have to find who your twin flame is and that is the person you're supposed to like spend the rest of your life with and you should be doing anything and everything to be with them so like they were like forcing some people to like be gay even if they weren't gay because there were signs that there was this person that was like their twin flame or there's this other person who basically went to jail for stalking someone because they were trying to tell this person that they had to be together and this other person was like no and wow. it is, is this really a true story fascinating yes it's true wow. and a lot of it happened like all over covid um 
I highly recommend the podcast. It is fascinating. You would love it, Jordan. I'm going to listen to that for sure. I love like, um, even more than a true crime podcast, a cult podcast. Yes. And the fact that it has to do with like finding your soulmate is Mm -hmm. also just like an added layer of interest to, I think you and I. Yes. Well, it's, and it's weird because when you're saying it, I was like, oh, is this one of those like fictional podcasts? Like very sci-fi, but no real life. So that is very real life. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm definitely going to listen to that. And especially knowing that it's going to be a TV show is very interesting too. So that'll be fun. So Netflix is renewing Monster, which this season one of Monster was the Jeffrey Dahmer season. And um, pretty controversial. I don't regret not watching it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I mean, like tons of people watched it, but also a lot of people, including the victim, like Jeffrey Dahmer's real life, the families of his real life victims were like, we feel very exploited, you know, and but now it's renewed for seasons two and three as an anthology. So the ne- I don't know if they've announced what the next two seasons will be based on, but I feel kind of icky about it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I also saw that The Watcher has, was also picked up for, an, uh, for a future season as well, mm-hmm. which is also a Ryan Murphy. I'm glad you talked about that because I kept seeing stuff about it, but I kept getting confused because I didn't realize that the Jeffrey Dahmer thing was technically called Monster. Ryan Murphy stuff never makes sense to me, though. No. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars again. I'm just like, can we change it up? I don't know. Seems kind of weird to me, but whatever. Yeah, I have like no response to that. <laughs> I might as well just have slept through that announcement. It's like, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Next item. <laughs> this one, okay. This week, I, I just, I watched trailers. Usually don't. But I did I'm watch the you. trailer for the new um, Santa Claus movie coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, okay. Mostly because they did they did a good job of starting the trailer with like a good hook, which was um, Tim Allen as Santa Claus going. What it looks like it's supposed to be that um, the little girl that he goes visits in the first movie, like when he's before he has the uh-huh. beard and stuff, and then with the he, milk, and he's all mean, yeah. And then he comes back and she gives him soy milk, and it's just mm-hmm. so funny. Um, but this, he's going back and visiting her and she's an adult and it's Casey Wilson, I think. <laughs> and she, cause she's dressed like the same and she kind of looks like that little girl and she's like, f- so freaked out that there's this man in her house and he's like, what? And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, um, it didn't look horrible and Bernard's back. So we, and we all love Bernard, <laughs> but, um, Anyway, yeah, that's all. I watched the trailer and I didn't think it was very cringy. It seemed kind of more like snarky, like the first Santa Claus and the two and three Mm -hmm. are like cringe city. So I don't know. I'm actually kind of optimistic about that. We'll see what I think after watching it. Okay, that's great news. I like that. I wonder if that gr- little girl, though, is offended that they didn't ask her to come back as- and play herself. <laughs> well, and it's as I'm saying that, I might be way off. That might not be supposed to be that little girl, but I think it is, and I, I find don't that think, funny. I th- <laughs> yeah. I think you're... 
I think you're spot on. Thank you. Did you watch the trailer that dropped for Matt Rogers' Showtime Christmas special? Yes. It is so unhinged and like nothing like I was even expecting at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks hilarious. It. I'm in. It looks great. Got to get on that Showtime train, everyone. Even though all your free trials are used up from when you tried it to watch Yellow Jackets earlier this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, back to Andor. Something I thought was really interesting. Today, um, they posted that the first two episodes of Andor are going to play on ABC, FX, Freeform, and Hulu. Like, they're really trying to push it out so it's not only on Disney+. Plus. Isn't that interesting? That is really interesting and just goes to show how much that media conglomerate owns everything. Because <laughs> they're all owned so, by the same person. So true. And it's it's really it weird because... Ill. In the graphic, they have um, Hulu. It's available to stream from uh, November 23rd to December 7th. But for the other three, since it's like live TV, it gives you like, it'll be on at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I haven't heard those kinds of words for a long time, you know? So (laughs) only for award shows. (laughs) Very interesting. Seriously. So, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. I haven't really seen a streamer do that before. I would be interested to see how their numbers shift from doing that. Yeah. Did you see that Georgina Sparks is going to be returning to the Gossip Girl reboot the next next season? I actually did see that. And I'm intrigued. I never watched the first season, but people did like it. And I did love Georgina. I thought she was great. I don't know how much she's going to be in it, but I think that's fun. I didn't watch... Um, enough of the OG one to like remember her very very well as much as like just the regular cast but mm-hmm. I really like the idea that these all exist in the same world you know like actors yeah. and everything so yeah I never watched the first season either I feel like I saw mixed reviews but even the people if I saw them being negative it's like they're still talking about it you know like yeah it's like more of a uh, like watching like selling sunset or something type yeah. of thing, not like watching it for to win awards, you know? Totally. I feel like um, yeah, it's like a conversation starter, and uh, I don't think I saw anyone call it boring. You know, like even if they were like, "This yeah. is dumb. This would never happen." It's like, okay, well, I devoted a lot of time to Pretty Little Liars too, so exactly. I'm prepared. My last piece of news is that um i saw today that netflix this is the tweet netflix is rumored to be eyeing greta gerwig to direct their first two chronicles of narnia films didn't know they were making chronicles of narnia films and it's an interesting combination um i mean i trust greta gerwig with my life but uh, do we need more narnia did they ask did they ask Greta if she wanted to be involved in this tweet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm like, is this even real? Have I been fooled by <laughs> Elon Musk's Twitter? <laughs> Just know, if, if if it's real, you heard it here first. <laughs> if it's fake, gotcha. <laughs> and I was in on it the whole time. That's really fascinating. I just like feel really, I'm so overwhelmed and that's not the right word. I feel like, um, 
tired of remakes and just want new content. I know. Well, the Narnia films, I guess technically maybe they're old, but they're not that old. Like, no, they're like, not I that old when they came out. Yeah. yeah. The reason I saw this tweet in the first place was someone quote tweeted us. <laughs> quote tweeted it i'm reading the tweet i was like us (laughs) it's to us no they quote tweeted this and it's a picture of timothy chalamet when he was wearing like a red scarf kind of backless Mm -hmm. jumpsuit and a picture next to mr tumnus (laughs) and it says he tried to warn us (laughs) that was an easter egg yeah (laughs) so um that was funny that is really really rich well that's my like deranged uh, news item for the day i wish i had one to compete with it but i don't and i am going to stop because i can't top that perfect it's like who wins the news segment this week <laughs> who can shock <laughs> the other person the most uh, vote and tweet at us and let us know who won <laughs> wasn't me at least not this week you can't beat greta gerwig doing narnia for netflix no you cannot or timothy chalamet in the red scarf <laughs> yeah Tumnus Chalamet. Atlanta seasons three and four, and now a complete TV show. For our top three, we thought it would be fun to kind of walk down memory lane and just say our favorite moments from the series. I had a really fun time going through and like looking at past episodes to remind myself of like some favorite moments. And I like Mm -hmm. was trying to choose the ones that really stood out to me and the ones I still think about now. Um, And I have... I have a pretty long list, so if we do have same same ones, we can keep talking about other ones because it's fun. Yeah. What's your number three favorite moment? Um, I think my number three is when Van goes to that party because they all say Drake's going to be there, and it turns out that you have to pay to get a selfie with a cardboard cutout of Drake. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. And it's just so freaking funny, like on so many levels. And like everyone there is all stressed about like, well, when's Drake getting here? Like Drake's supposed to be here. I'm supposed to get a picture with Drake for my Instagram. And then it's like this secret back room where there's like a cardboard cutout to take a selfie <laughs> with. And it's so good. It's so funny. Well, and it, Atlanta, like they are so good at like creating this scenario where there's like these expectations and then there's just like every with every single moment a new layer is unfolded and yes. there's like another added thing you have to do in order to like reach the destination and it's never ever turns out to be what it originally was going to be and mm-hmm. it like you would think that that would kind of get old but it doesn't like they are professionals at making those kinds of episodes and the stress i feel is always top-notch stress oh totally well it's like you're saying it's like every episode is so meandering like it's like a maze and like or like Mm -hmm. one of those um like a rube goldberg machine where like one a ball will trigger one thing and like a lever Mm -hmm. like all like it's just like all these different steps you're Mm -hmm. so right it's so entertaining and like to the final episode there are twists that you would never have predicted ever it's mm-hmm. so good. My number three, this isn't necessarily one singular moment, but it is truly my favorite to see their opening credits every single time. Yeah, that's such and a I'm good like one. And I'm like really going to miss it. Like 
they are so creative. Like if I can't see where it says Atlanta, I will rewind it and like pause it and make sure mm-hmm. I see it. Because it's and always sure there. It's always, always be there. there. I hope I'm sure someone on the internet has like created a collage of all of them and I need to find it and I'll post it or something because every single time it's stunning and perfect and I love it. It's so good. I loved um this last season when they have a an old YouTube video of Paperboy <laughs> doing Crank That Soldier Boy. And it's like this a sign in the strip mall for one of the shops. Mm-hmm. It's so I was like, wow, they've done it again. They really did. They did it. That was one of my favorites from the season too. So good. It was like the most one of the most unexpected. Oh, it's just so good. Because you don't see it until they zoom in on the video. I was just like, mm-hmm. how did they do that? Okay. Um, my number two is the fake Justin Bieber song from season one. It's a song Donald and his brother Steven made. And it's so good it should be on Spotify for realsies because it's so good. <laughs> it's It like, really should. It's making fun of Justin Bieber songs. And it's like the most catchy pop song I've ever heard in my life and it's like 30 seconds long and it's so good (laughs) I was listening to it earlier today and I was like I can't believe I forgot how good this song really was really is and like I think if it was on Spotify it would be in my Spotify wrapped end of year list every year probably because it's that good it's so yeah it's amazing especially because it's like specifically I guess when that episode came out Because I saw season one is in 2016, which is so crazy. Like a different world. Truly. Back then. And um, I think that was kind of, that was like in Justin's like um, sorry era, which it's like kind of like tropical sounds, which is Mm -hmm. like so good. And it just nails it and is also an amazing song. (laughs) Donald Glover, what can't he do? Even when he's writing the fakest song, it's flawless okay i'm gonna say for that was on my list so i'm gonna swap that one out with uh teddy perkins it just that whole episode is so iconic and i just remember watching it for the first time and then i i've watched that episode probably like three or four times and like every single moment that unravels is just like your mouth is on the ground the whole time and then i just love that we get kind of another episode that's similar to that in the season four uh as far as donald glover playing someone else mysteriously (laughs) i love that this show just gives you easter eggs we love an easter egg and the show does it and does it really well Mm should have won those emmys should have to this day do we know who was teddy perkins at the emmys i don't think so a mystery we'll never find out kind of hope they never tell us yeah me too Something I think about all the time is just that there are, like, so many, like, Hollywood secrets. And it's honestly just kind of crazy that that stuff doesn't get leaked or, like, talked about more. I don't know why, but that is something that's on my mind all the time. And, like, even with that, it's, like, there are so many people that do know. So it's kind of crazy that, like, the general population doesn't know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Just a thing I think about. It's true. My number one, and it's kind of the whole episode... But I am just obsessed with the season one episode, um, B.A.N., when Paperboy goes on the channel B.A.N. for an interview. And it feels, I just love in 
any show or movie when someone's able to recreate um another like media form like it literally feels like you're watching like a 2020 or some kind of like news interview show that paperboy Mm -hmm. is just a guest on and brian tyree henry just like his reactions to things are so gold throughout the whole series like he like paperboy is probably my favorite character he is just like he's just so funny and him just like getting more and more exasperated by this whole situation on this show is just freaking hilarious and it just it really it like it's I think it's not as it's not the same kind of mind-blowing episode as Teddy Perkins but Mm -hmm. it's like kind of more subtle and it's just but it's also so funny like Teddy Perkins is almost like the horror movie episode of this series and this one to me was like this meta comedy episode and it's just so I love it so much it really is and now I need to go back and rewatch that episode because it's been a while but that is another thing that they are very good at is like making you think you're watching something else completely I mean again they Mm -hmm. do something very similar in season four with the goofy movie like Mm -hmm. fake documentary Mm -hmm. and also on BAN (laughs) yes I was actually on that BAN episode they have like fake commercials too that you're like yes what am I what is this and yeah it's just yeah the goofy movie documentary is freaking it really feel it really makes you question reality which like the whole show does but mm-hmm. that also um, my number one is something I think about truly weekly is when Donald Glover's character is uh, ordering a kid's meal and they won't let him. <laughs> it's just like, so it's, he's does such a good job. It's like so beautifully done and hilarious and relatable. And I just love it. It's great. It's very iconic. I think that's in like the first episode too. Yeah, I think so. All right. As a whole seasons three and four, how did you feel about Atlanta? Love it. It's still great. Um, I do respect that they ended where they did. Like, yeah, before. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that they would have gone the route of so many shows that overstay their welcome because they are always doing something fresh and really, really different from themselves even. Um, mm-hmm. But I still really respect it. And I mean, every I feel like every single person involved in the show is like, upward and onward for other things and so might as well keep this as it is yeah um since i binged both seasons like in the last week i season three was really really fascinating with how many kind of like anthology side episodes that didn't even feature a single lead character and so because of that i just kind of missed them all and so season four felt really really special because at least one of them was in every episode. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I probably, I, I loved how the show finished off like that, but they were both really, really great. Just different than everything else that anyone else is doing on TV. Truly. I saw this uh, Instagram by Vulture. They said, was it comedy, drama, horror, satire, whatever the word, 
the critically acclaimed series was always weird, often brilliant, and sometimes divisive. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all those things and more. Um, And it was also cute because Atlanta FX commented on the post and they said, it's about everything and about nothing at all. That's what made it special, built different, aff, and then (laughs) some. Legendary personified shout out to the team, which I thought was cute. That is cute. And I I kind of liked hearing from like the show's Instagram. Who runs it? I don't know. Would be funny Great if it was question. Donald. Great question. That's how he gets his social media outlet like yeah. his addiction if he ha- if he has one. It's like, "Oh, I'll just do it. I'll just like live it out through the Atlanta official accounts." <laughs> Cuz the be Atlanta hilarious. Twitter is also like um I mean, it's basically like reading the episode summaries. And that's mm-hmm. what the tweets are like. <laughs> and I can see that being him, too. <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah, so I just kind of love that this show is, like, so many things, and you just could never fully have an expectation of what would happen. Mm-mm. And I was I watched season three at week to week, and then I watched season... I binged season four. And, yeah, I liked the anthology kind of episodes of season three, and I, but I was glad that in season four we finished with mostly having the story moving forward with yeah. the four main characters for most of the episodes. Or in like if it felt like the story wasn't moving forward and there was like some other side story happening, it always tied in in the end mm-hmm. to one of the main characters in like such a beautiful way that was like hilarious and wild that they were even able to like connect the dots like my mind was blown specifically that episode where Donald Glover is going to therapy it reminded me a lot of Nathan Fielder's rehearsal yeah that that was really fun 100% you know what that's a really good comparison of like another show on right now that is too unique to even really classify it like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that Atlanta and the rehearsal are similar at all, but I think, like, Nathan Fielder's mind works on a different playing field similar to Donald Glover and Hiro Mirai. You know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just different. Like, it just, they, no one else could recreate it. No. <laughs> I forgot. I've, I've watched so much of Atlanta in the last couple of weeks that I honestly forgot about that. It was amazing. <laughs> It was so good. Uh, and it's so, like, honestly, like, every single episode, it's, like, like just going back through my notes, I'm, like, oh, yeah, that happened and that happened and that happened. In, like, these 30-minute episodes, like, so much happens. Mm-hmm. It is wild. I mean, that's the thing, too. We all, I mean, we are broken records about the whole 30 minutes things. <laughs> but, like, our whole the brand. fact that they can do that in 30 minutes... 35 minutes max like those are that's the longest episodes I swear it's like just over 30 minutes and that's amazing like that is true talent true 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 talent I also really loved in the final season that we got to see them kind of come back together I feel like they were apart a lot of the time when they were over in Europe in season three I just like I really love all of their relationships within their group like group of friends because they all kind of allow each other to be whoever they want to be like there were so many times where I was kind of shocked that like paperboy wasn't getting like mad at urn or like that they were like putting up with um 
Darius is mm-hmm. Darius. And like, I just thought that that was kind of really beautiful, like their friendships and how they like let each other be who they are and like learn from their own mistakes and just kind of figure it out on their own and still come together and be supportive of one another, which is kind of an interesting thing. My takeaway, I don't know if it's like my stage of life I'm in right now, but I was like, that was one of my like main feelings as the uh, show ended. Yeah, it would be really um, interesting to rewatch from the beginning because mm-hmm. I think that it would be really eye-opening to see that there is like a lot of character growth in this show that doesn't always follow like a straightforward like um typical plot for like a tv show you know Mm -hmm. but like the characters do actually grow and develop in it like and i feel like that itself is almost unexpected for like the way the show started Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. I feel like I've probably like gotten emotional with this show before, but the snipe hunt episode of the final season, like really truly got me and was like so beautiful and showed that character development like really well and kind of like closed up a lot of lingering storylines that had been happening since the first season and just did a really good job. And I was just very impressed with all of the performances, but especially Donald Glover, he did great, and mm-hmm. I cried. Well, I think it is. It's interesting because I mean, I don't really see him being vulnerable in the times we've seen him in real life or his characters, especially Earn. Yeah, Earn is like kind of like a brick wall, like for most mm-hmm. of the series. I feel like, mm-hmm. and so seeing that was kind of shocking, actually, in a really good way yeah it was really beautiful because don't you think i just feel like donald glover is like an untouchable mind like in pop culture right now like yeah i don't really feel like we see inside of his brain ever and so Mm -hmm. that was almost like almost felt like it was like invasive like it was like such an intimate like monologue he gave that it was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh even though it's like his character like he's not like revealing anything about himself but it was still so um convincing that i was like felt like i was interrupting a very like a private moment it was like very intense and beautiful yeah i felt that exact same way i also felt that way when Ern was in therapy but i like yeah. to me i was like oh donald is in therapy and like <laughs> it was like giving me so much anxiety seeing the way he was like in therapy like the way he was like moving about the room and just like always standing up and sitting down and like talking with his hands and it was very fascinating to watch yeah it makes me it like I was thinking about how grateful I am that my therapy is all over like zoom (laughs) I know I was thinking the same thing I was like (laughs) I wonder if I if I met in person if it would be like I would be walking around (laughs) like I don't think so I'm not like a big pacing talker person but I know a lot of people are and I thought that was really interesting yeah and I guess I read this on Instagram I wish I would have bookmarked it um so I could go back to it but like one of the first directors of like the very first episode I think of the first season directed that episode and the beanbag that he like sits on is something that was used in the first episode that 
the director oh like brought gosh. back and used, which I thought was cute and special. That's cool. Wow. Mm. Wow. Love a beanbag. Beanbag chair. A beanbag with so much history. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it selling for? I would buy it. Any other final thoughts on the season or season three? Um, the only other thing I want to bring up, uh, it's about season three, is um, Chet Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to say anything else, but my it's actually the first note. And that's like, I think almost towards the middle to end of season three and i barely i barely took any notes and my first note was chet hanks no (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, wait remind me what even that is because i watched it so long ago that i'm like it's my memory's cloudy and i didn't take notes during it because i wasn't planning on recording yeah well i mean it's it's a perfect role for chet hanks on so many levels because it's it's like the anthology episode where that um, rich white family, their nanny dies, who's from Trinidad. And, oh, yes, yes, yes. And she like has bonded way more with their son than the parents ever have. And they go to her funeral and Chet Hanks is like a former, um, I guess you call it a client. Like she used to nanny for him as well. And they have him doing his like fake accent that he often talks in like mimicking like black accents and they're Mm -hmm. like oh because like she was his nanny and like raised him and so it's like he's like doing commentary on himself of everyone being like you are being racist stop imitating that accent (laughs) i am wondering if i didn't even notice that that was chet hanks when i watched it because i like i remember that very clearly i don't think i even maybe i did and maybe it was so long ago that i forgot but feels like breaking news to me now and wow that is crazy yeah it's like he was willing to like make a fool an even bigger fool of himself doing commentary on him in real life in this show i wonder if that was filmed before or after he Z-way? <laughs> went on z-way I was yeah just i'm really intrigued that same thing hmm yeah just oh what a wild character real life character so anyway that was well I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we talked about this <laughs> yeah I'm glad we got to get to the bottom of that how did you feel about how they wrapped everything up in the finale um loved it I thought it was so in tune with the show as a whole to have it yeah make I think also like even to have the episode focusing on Darius's point of view at all was really a smart way to wrap up the show because like Darius is so important to the show, but also like doesn't have as many solo. I don't remember as many solo episodes he has compared to the other characters. And he's mm-hmm. just like so out there that um, his mindset is like really in line with kind of the perspective of Atlanta, the show where it's like, what's real, what's not. It's like, what's happening is this show based in like magical land or based in reality we have no clue and like Mm -hmm. Darius is basically like that himself and so I thought it was so entertaining and really brilliant and part of me is just dying that we still to this day don't really know if he saw thick uh Judge Judy or regular Judge Judy it truly it's it's killing me but I am glad that we got to see thick Judge Judy (laughs) at one point yeah I was gonna be really mad if we didn't (laughs) I was I really want to know too like I mean Judge Judy would have had to give permission to like use her likeness in the in the show 
And I want to know more about those conversations they had with Judge Judy and her team. <laughs> I would love to know what oh. Judge Judy thinks about all of it. But yeah. Yeah. You said it very beautifully and I couldn't say it better myself. I thought it was wrapped up really well and I really liked it. Can't make a single complaint. I really feel like it might be like one of the best series finales. Like it's true to the show. It wasn't just a repeat of other things that the show had done like so many series finales are Mm -hmm. but it also wasn't trying to be like it was still um like very in line with the show up till then it wasn't like trying to do something way too out there and different yeah like it felt like just another episode and honestly the fact that that was happening was stressing me out because I'm like (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm loving this Popeye's bit, but I really need to know how this is going to end. Like, yeah. what's going to happen? <laughs> and I, like, knew that the time was running out, and so I was stressed. But that's just how brilliant they were. Mm-hmm. The writers, so good. Also, um, Hiro Mirai, who directed, like, a lot of the episodes, uh, I'm very excited to see what he does moving forward because everything he touches is... Some some of my favorite works. So so freaking good. He he's like the unsung hero of like prestige television. I swear. I mean, like he really I, is. He's he's sung. People people know who he is, but I feel like he could be <laughs> more sung. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, that reminds me of um. I know you saw his Instagram post. Like, oh, the final episode. Did you see? Oh, he must have reposted it. Someone he reposted someone else from the show and like the crew where it was like Mm -hmm. kind of like the sheet of like the goals of the show. Did you ever see him post that? No, I didn't. It was so good. And I, Oh, I screen. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I really did screenshot it past me. I I was dying when he was posting all the like closing posts. Cause I was like, I don't want anything to be spoiled, but I want to read all of these. And so I'm glad you're filling me in on one of them. Yeah, I don't know who the person is that shared this, but it's notes from day one. And it's like the overview of this. And it's like, we want people to feel uncomfortable when they watch with their parents, with their black friends, with their white friends. We should do anything and everything that a live action show can get away with. Stay away from cliches unless it helps us. Um, Think about actors and actresses that are awesome, but don't get a lot of use. We should be able to say certain things and not have the audience understand right away. The audience should learn rather than being explained to. Flashbacks feel like hand-holding a bit in this sense. That said, flashbacks are good for a reason. True hip-hop facts on Twitter really gives a sense of the tone of the show. About 15% facts. Misses, mixes the real world with the fake world. All taken super seriously. Our job is to make people aware. The shit cake has really good icing, but our audience has to eat the whole thing. People should have to eat the whole cake with us, both the good and the bad. And I was like wow this did they nail these goals or what like it's so freaking good and I loved seeing that yeah that's honestly pretty wild to hear and to like think about that being like their underlying purpose Mm -hmm. and they did I feel like they totally checked every single one of those boxes yeah wow lovely who's your crush of the week um I mean Donald Glover's the hottest but I have a cr- I really have a crush on Brian Tyree Henry. I am obsessed with him, and I'm really excited to watch. I haven't watched the movie he has with Jennifer Lawrence yet. That's out now, right? It is getting bad reviews. I'm what? so sad. People are saying it's just like boring. 
Oh, well, it did look a but, little boring. But if you really like yeah. both of them, maybe I'll like it or something. Because I love them both. But I just like, yeah, I love Paperboy. I just think his, everything he does and says is like makes me laugh. And I just like, I'm just a Brian Tyree Henry stan. He's perfect. The In the last episode where he comes out wearing that plaid shirt and they, and <laughs> Ern is singing, um... Like old McAlfred had a farm. Yeah. <laughs> that whole like their interaction right there was so funny and like also like so beautiful. I was like teary by like how much I love their friendship mm-hmm. slash knowing it's about to end family ship. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Glover, we already we already praised him enough. I'm gonna <laughs> give it up to Van. Like she's just so good and like like the calm in the storm of the show i think and like Mm -hmm. every scene that she is in is just i love it and she's already kind of been having her own breakout and i'm happy that like people have found her and are putting her in stuff because she's great yeah she's like she's like magnetic very i almost wish Maybe my only feedback is more Van episodes. That's good feedback. I agree. Like, I feel like in season three, we kind of started to see, like, the weight of motherhood. Like, mm-hmm. that and it, how it was affecting her. And I do wish that we could have gotten a little bit deeper with that because I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the final episode of season three where she's, like, an assassin, um, Amelie assassin, <laughs> I was... And I think I was also very sleepy when I watched it, but I was like, okay, this has me a a bit confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was loving it and couldn't, I, I could not explain the significance to you. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And that's the beauty of the show. And, and in her like final Instagram post about like the show ending, she used the baguette emojis. So (laughs) I loved that all right well atlanta there we have it i'm glad we always have it to go back it's the most it's one of the most rewatchable shows and like something you can just go back and even watch like an episode here or there and you don't have to like watch it in order which i love that Mm -hmm. so true like we could go back and watch the episodes specifically we've called out exactly i wish we could like make a little playlist of episodes that'd be fun Mm. that like Every streamer should do that, actually. And then you could make playlists of, like, holiday episodes and things like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm. Or, like, movies that I want to watch. Because, like, I feel like you can add things to, like, lists, but it's just, like, all in one list. Mm-hmm. I want, like, movies I love and have already seen and, like, would g- want to go back f- and watch when I'm feeling sad or, like... Mm-hmm. Bad mood movies, hmm. good mood movies, movies that yes. appeal to everyone when you have a group over to watch a movie, things like that. I think we're on to something and I hope someone's listening because now I really want that. Me too. All right. Well, we are off for Thanksgiving next week. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We're grateful to our listeners. <laughs> I always want to, I haven't brought up Las Culturistas really yet. And they call their podcast listeners readers, and I always start doing that, but that's (laughs) not 
not our thing. <laughs> we will be back the next week with Andor. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.